0: So, you're looking for something different. Well, you found it. Right here with expat entrepreneur, Jewel Daniels. Pushing boundaries on the solopreneur journey, where we're all about learning to build beyond just business.
1: Let's get it. Hey, it's so nice to be with you today on the solopreneur journey. I'm Jewel Daniels, head of Daniels Communications Global a leadership development firm that specializes in executive coaching, cultural competency, and of course, developing the best in you. I'm also the author of four books, with my latest being Three Sides of Every Crisis. It's a really important book that talks about how do you find opportunities in the midst of a crisis by learning to adjust your perspective and to pivot. And that's what we're going to dive into here on The Solopreneur Journey. This show is all about reaching out to those who are single-shingle, one-person enterprises, that are starting at the starting line, but are running the race towards something spectacular. That's why we say it's all about building beyond just business. Because building a business, being a solopreneur, transitioning to an entrepreneur, and becoming a business owner means that you have to practice everything from being a good leader, to understanding how to collaborate, price your goods and services, and even practicing excellent emotional intelligence. So it sounds like a lot, it's going to be so good. So this is what we do. We invite entrepreneurs to come on our show to share their stories, to talk about how they're getting through this crisis. And then we also invite those who are doing exceptionally well, who have built their businesses from being a solopreneur to something extraordinary that can benefit you. So come on, take the ride, here we go. Welcome back, listeners. We are here for another episode of The Solopreneur Journey. You know what I love so much about this show is that we talk to everyday solopreneurs, those single-shingle, one-person enterprises that are either new emergence, right? They're coming into this whole business space, or perhaps they're in the business space and they're trying to thrive during this pandemic. We've had some incredible guests so far, and the journey has been lovely. So make sure that you visit us at thesolopreneurjourney.net. And this episode, I promise you, you are going to absolutely love. I have been so blessed to interview people who are a part of my life and some people who are new to my life. But this young woman, Adrian, is phenomenal. Adrian, welcome to The Solopreneur Journey. Thank you so much, Jewel. I'm so excited to be here. This is so great. Thank you. You look fabulous. Green is just awesome on you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was trying to pick something out because, you know, being in COVID and quarantine, you don't have to doll yourself up for many occasions. So this was going to be on camera. So I said, well, let me act like I'm going
1: out of the house today. This is great. <laughs> And that's a really important point, because this pandemic will make people get this false sense of comfortability. I'm not going to say security, (laughs) but comfortability of just kind of hanging in the jammies. (laughs) Absolutely. I had to jazz it up a little bit today. (laughs) This is great. That is so incredible. So we have known each other for some years because we started our relationship really with you working with Daniel's communications as a trainer. Yes. And before
0: that, so we met you had the Tenacious Woman conference. And so I I I presented. I was one of the session presenters for that and then got to meet you and interact and we hit it off and that led to me working for you and an amazing experience because that was so, so just to let your listeners know, I was a corporate trainer. So she had these, you know, companies that she worked with and was working with leadership to train their next level leaders and managers to be able to have succession plans and have people in place to take leadership. And for Jewel to see something in me And give me a chance at something that I knew existed. Like I knew there were people who did that. I just didn't know how they did it and how they got in the door to do that. And to give me that chance um, was huge for me. That was really, you know, one of the first opportunities that I worked outside of my field of practice and really felt like, oh, my gosh, there is freedom in doing these things and using my skills and mm-hmm. and and doing it in a way that you really aren't prescribed to when you're you know going down kind of a traditional career path so thank you for that that was i mean that has always stuck with me and that was a huge <laughs> experience and when i tell people i was a corporate trainer you know they're
1: <laughs> like oh okay all right <laughs> well you were so very good at it and over the years as i have watched your career and been a part of your wonderful family. I'm kind of avoiding, you know, watching from the outside, but still kind of on the inside because of my relationship with you. It's been phenomenal. That's why I said you're phenomenal because just watching that journey has been so interesting, which is why I wanted you to be a guest on today's show. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) So I, I, I'm trying to figure out how do I try to get listeners and those viewing us to really understand the magic of your family. Um, the dynamic, there's just something so beautiful about the way you all engage each other. So um, listeners, Adrian is married. She has two incredible children. Um, who often are a pal- are part of when they record and they post their videos on Facebook. So tell me how that got started. Oh my goodness.
0: I I can't point back to when it got started. I mean, I just feel like we always, my husband and I are just kind of naturally goofballs. I'm, I'm a little bit more reserved than he is. So... So we just kind of started going live and, you know, sharing little things. If we were out in an event, we're going live at this event and we're talking about it. And I think it was a great way to keep in touch with friends that had moved away or we moved away from them. You know, social media is great for that and, and staying in touch. And once our children started, you know, existing in the world, they quickly, you know, we just kind of started bringing them on the camera and talking about things that were going on. And it was more of this kind of, you know, can you relate? Like this just happened. Can anybody else relate? Like, am I the only one going through this Is I'm, you know, and then people would comment and they're like, me too. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious, whatever. And now it's to the point where, we were going through. This is pre-COVID, but we were going through the self-checkout line at Walmart, and you know they have the little camera that faces you to make sure you're doing everything in an honest way. And my daughter looks in the camera and she's like, "Hi, Facebook!" And I was like, "This is not. This is not Facebook."
1: <laughs> like, I think we go live I a love little it. too much. I absolutely love it. And so your story is so interesting to me because you all actually moved from Georgia where your husband was working, I think, with the government. All right. And you were with private. Um, Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So we, um, so we're both originally from South Carolina, but when we got married, we moved to Pooler, Georgia, which is like right there in Savannah. It's on the South Carolina, Georgia border. So my husband was in city and regional planning and economic development, and he worked um, in Hardyville and and the uh, Ridgeland and in that area of South Carolina. And I worked in Savannah for Savannah College of Art and Design. So we were kind of, you know, split on that border right there. So while I was at SCAD, I, um, just kind of, after I had my, my son and he was probably maybe two, like one or two years old at this point, I just started kind of getting that pull of, you know, I love what I'm doing. I'm good at what I'm doing. I feel like I'm making an impact, but it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I kind of started getting that pull. Um, because again, it was more of like, my life is now, you know, my husband and my child and, you know, things are kind of revolving around, you know, babies and kids and family and all that. And so I then was prompted to leave my job and start an organic baby food company. And so I started producing baby foods, selling it to a couple of the local outlets in Savannah. The commercial kitchen space that I was using for that, um, for that business, they actually sold the building and didn't renew the production license on that space. So instead of doing what other people were telling me to do and just, just make it in your kitchen, it'll be fine. I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to cut corners because I knew I was ultimately responsible for this vision that God had given me. I had to be responsible with it. So I said, no, that's not what I'm going to do. But I knew he didn't give me that vision just to throw it away. Or it was just like a time filler, you know, for that moment. So I then transitioned into, um, a little bit of nutrition coaching, and it eventually evolved into kids' cooking classes. So I started teaching kids and families how to prepare, how to select, how to enjoy um, healthy food that was good for them in a fun way. And it was so much work, but it was so much fun. I remember. Yes. So I was doing that. And then my husband, again, was working in economic development and and city planning. And then eventually he kind of got the itch and he's like, you know what, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to start a business. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, so this is going well, but it's not going that well that it can maintain our whole household? What does that mean? So then that really started our journey of truly living up to our last name edge. Like we live on the edge where we feel like, okay, the next step, maybe the floor is there. Maybe it's not, (laughs) but we're going to take that step confidently forward and know that God won't let us fall too far before he puts something down there. And so When he started his business and he's in financial services, he works with insurance and final expense that drew us to this area um, where he opened an office. And at that point it was okay, let, let's go. And it was when we started here, it was, do I launch my business here or do I need to go back to work, you know, and do what I was trained to do. And because of the transition and because he was starting out and because of all these things, I opted for, let me go back to what I know. So I went back to student affairs and I worked um, at the Medical University of South Carolina for about another, maybe four years, three or four years and started getting that itch again. And my, my most recent stint at MUSC, I was the director of student support and wellness for the College of Medicine. And that position, I worked directly with the medical students. It was more about wellness and keeping them going. That really sparked in me to say, this is what I need to be doing, mm-hmm. but it's not quite the right niche. It's not quite the right, you know, audience. This isn't it. This is it. I need to be more with families, but this so,
1: is the kind of work that I need to do. Right. Yeah. So you all got to that point. Um, you all packed up and you moved to a different state, yes. And I love the fact that you say you all have done a marvelous job of using your last name, right? So, age, age living on the edge, the edge list, like all of that has yes. such incredible branding oh um, that I remember it. So let me let me dial back a little bit because I don't want to miss the opportunity to share with our listeners and our viewers how incredible your baby food. And the cooking classes were. I I remember still <laughs> in my mind the pictures of the food and yes. designed the food so that they were visually appealing to kids um, and still healthy, which invited them to say, Oh, let me let me eat this broccoli. Yes. <laughs> even as a grown-up, I remember oh, I didn't want to eat broccoli. Yes. Where did that idea come from?
0: I think it, it was mainly just what I was going through as a new mom. I mean, I, I was that mom who wanted my children to be healthy. And at the time, I had my son, and I think I was pregnant with my daughter when all this was starting. So by the time I started the cooking classes, she was here, and I was toting her along, you know, whatever I was doing kind of large group things. So when I was feeding him, it was about, okay, what's available? So I went to the store, I tried mm-hmm. the food on the shelf, and mm-hmm. it was terrible. I mean, I remember opening up a can, and it was really, it was um, sweet peas. And I was like, I love peas. Like, let's start here. And I opened it up. It was like a pale green and it was just, the texture was just really smooth and odd. I tasted it and I was like, oh no. Like, I know if I didn't like it, he wouldn't like it. So then I said, okay, let me look and see how to do this myself. Started making his food. I, he never had a packaged baby food. He had, you know, those little snacks that they'll give you from Mm -hmm. time to time, but I never fed either of my my kids like pre-made baby food. I did it myself, and that's when people started asking me, what is that? Where can I get it? Oh, you want this too? (laughs) Wait a
1: minute! (laughs) I could make this into a business? (laughs) And Uh, that's that's how it happened. And isn't that incredible, because your journey for me is such a a wonderful example of how the solopreneur journey is different for everyone right so sometimes i say entrepreneurship finds you or you find it yes. so if, what what would you say for yourself
0: i think it chased me down i mean <laughs> i i grew up in a family of well well okay i grew up in a family my mom my grandmother her mother, they were all educators. And my grandfather owned a party shop or liquor store at his more effectually. known. Okay. <laughs> thank you for clarifying because, you know, party these days has exactly. different Exactly. <laughs> so he owned a liquor store, but you know, we called it a party shop. And so he was an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what that meant, you know, uh-huh. at growing up. Like we really didn't even talk about the difference between him doing that and my grandmother going and teaching every day. We didn't talk about that, but it was there. And I feel like I am just genuinely and naturally unemployable, not in a way that like, I don't have skills or I can't do a job. I don't want to do that because I was created to create, like I'm, I feel like God created me to create things. And a lot of times when you're working for someone else, it's hard for you to create because
1: you are helping them work out their vision. Yeah, that's a very valid point. And yeah. it's, it's so important for people to understand that the journey is different for everyone. So when you talk about that, I remember doing some of my lean times as an entrepreneur when mm-hmm. things got tough. And my mother, who didn't really understand the whole entrepreneur thing in the beginning, because she had paid for me to go to Hampton University and cost a lot of money and, you know, all that kind of stuff. She said, you're going to do what? After all of this, you're going to do what? And Adrian, I will tell you, I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. I had tough times where I said, let me take a job. Let me go. And I would get pushed out of the organization. Never could stay if it was yes. something that was lurking within me. Yes. Or perhaps the position was eliminated or they would never could stay within the four walls of someone else's organization. And yes. so that's when you know yes you are being drawn to do yes. something very, very gifted yes. specifically for
0: you. Absolutely. And, and one of the biggest things that I've struggled with, and this is one of, I think, my biggest lessons from this season of COVID and having some quiet time and really trying to figure out how am I going to emerge out of all of this, is that God does not waste anything. There's no experience that's wasted. There's no interaction or connection that, that is wasted. Everything is for a reason you know, all the degrees, the jobs, the volunteer experiences, like all these things that I feel like, well, he just kind of has given me a hodgepodge of things. And now I don't know how to put them together. He's like, if you just listen to me, I will show you how this all fits together. You're going to be doing all of these things that you were trained to do, that you love to do. And I feel like that's why it's so hard for me to stay in A J-O-B because it's not what he fit together for me to do. Now, other people, that is awesome. That's perfect place for them.
1: Right. But when you're talking about Adrian,
0: it's hard for me to fit into that box because I can do a great job. I will rock it out. I will excel and exceed your expectations because that's what I do. But on the inside, my heart isn't full (laughs) because that's
1: that's not quite where I'm supposed to be. And that's a, that's a very honest way to approach this. So from starting the, the food business for children, for babies, and then transitioning to leave Georgia to South Carolina, now you're at this place where, because I'm going to circle back to the Facebook post because I just absolutely <laughs> love those. I'm just saying I love those. But now you're at this place where I've watched you create again But not just for babies, but for your family, for your children who are now, how old are they?
0: My son is 10. My daughter is six.
1: 10 and six years old. Your husband is incredible. Um, He's so honest. I love when you do the trial, right? When you (laughs) make something and then your family's like, your kids are like, hmm, thumbs up. And then your husband makes these really strange faces like, well, that needs a little more work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so tell me what... What has been the journey to get you where you are now, where you've moved away from baby food or maybe not away, but added to? Yeah. So yeah, I I kind of have moved away from producing
0: baby food and it's more so, okay, let let me provide tools and resources to get families to a place where they aren't necessarily reliant on someone that they have the skills to do it themselves. And I feel like we live in a time where people are trying to look for this box, like just show me what to do, tell me what to do so I can get the results that you got or I can get the results that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But what we have to realize is that so much of it is individualized to to our family structure, to our personal bodies, to our specific needs. So I want to teach families how to get to a place where they are, you know, preventing Diseases or reducing you know, the, the illnesses that are in their families, but that they're doing it in a way that it means more. I'm not just concerned about my blood sugar level, I'm concerned about my entire family and how we all are living our lives. And not only that, but understanding that there is a direct connection between how we live and how God wants us to live and that he helps us find those answers. And again, it goes back to the original reason why I started The Baby Food. It's about my life, you know? This is what I know, and this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm experiencing. I just happen to have a passion, and have happened to have enough passion to go get some extra, you know, training, you know, in this area, and I want it to be relatable. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I, I can't resonate with the woman who is doing everything perfectly, And I can't resonate with the woman who has you know, no other seemingly, you know, issues happening. I need somebody to be real with me to say, sometimes this is easy. Sometimes this is hard. Sometimes your meal is going to be Pinterest worthy. Sometimes you're just going to tell your kids eat it because we're not wasting the food. Like (laughs) you gotta, you know, and that's where I am in my life. And I feel like people want transparency and they want doable.
1: And that's what I want to give people. Well, I think you're doing a good job at that. Um, How has this transformed for you, your relationship with you and your husband? Meaning, were there some health issues? Were you all trying to watch certain things for the two of you? Great question. So
0: our family is plant-based, so we're not vegan. We are plant-based. So we, we, we prefer and we enjoy vegan dishes, but if we go to a birthday party, if we go to a wedding, if we have a celebration, we will enjoy ourselves. You know, we do have some, some limits of things that we, you know, really don't enjoy as much, but we don't box ourselves in to say, this is what we do, this is what we don't do. That stemmed from my husband. He had to be, I mean, he was in his early 30s and went for his physical and he had high cholesterol. And it wasn't from what we were necessary. you know, it wasn't necessarily what we were eating. Um, his doctor said it was genetic, the way, the way that those numbers came out. And, you know, we've always eaten fairly healthy food. I've always loved to cook and experiment. And because of that, it prompted us to start kind of scaling back Enter my son into the picture, and when he consumes dairy, it causes him to be really congested. At that point, cut it out. If if it if it is something for one of us, it's something for all of us. Let's not do this. And so, and I'm saying, and I'm saying now, I said it. I didn't say it. My husband said it. (laughs) (laughs) Honest about that. He's like, no, no, no. But it was really down to okay, health reasons. And then kind of seeing the big picture of it and just being like, why would I do
1: something that I know is hurting us? Literally. And I think sometimes people forget that your body is your temple, right? So you are a woman of faith and so am I. And we understand that everything that God gives you, you are you are given it so that you be a good steward Absolutely. of it. So sometimes what happens, let me correct that, not sometimes, all the time. The reactions you get are because of what you're putting into your body. Your body responds to that food. But I just wanted to say that one thing that I love so much about your business, and I want to, I I love to wait to tell people the name of uh, people's businesses, because when they hear it at the beginning, they kind of, you know, but now tell us the name of your business.
0: Okay. Okay. So the business is called ProFit Family Wellness, and my husband has a portion of this. It's kind of split. He has ProFit Financial Group, but it's under the same umbrella because we wanted something that wouldn't pull us apart. We wanted a business that would bring us together, but we're honest enough to know that my interest and passion isn't necessarily what his interest and passion is, but it's related so, same umbrella, different focuses. And under Profit Family Wellness, it's it's well overall, it's protected and fit for life. That's what Profit, you know, Financial Group Profit Family Wellness, what we do. But with Profit Family Wellness, I have um, resources and education to help people eat well move more and be fit for life. And that fit stands for faith-filled, intentional transformation.
1: I because it's not, it's
0: not just about being healthy, but you have to involve God. You have to ask him to guide you through that process. And that's where that true
1: success um, and results comes from. So I wanted you to share that at that point because I wanted to also say the magic of what works well for you all, just in my humble opinion, is that you all have as a as a couple, right, been able to um, disagree and agree to disagree, but then find this sweet spot in the middle, watching, right, watching that program allowed you to understand your husband's perspective while he didn't give you a whole lot of words and reasons, he just felt it in his spirit and was telling (laughs) telling you what he felt he needed to to, to say. But for you, you needed more of the detail and the context and that provided it and look what has now given birth. Yes. And, and, you know, and we,
0: it's one of those where, you know, when he's working with his clients, I'm finding ways now that I can bring what I do in to help his clients when I'm working, you know, when I'm, when I'm, you know, working through recipes or I'm talking about, you know, certain, you know, recipes or ways to, to make food more fun with kids. Like you said, he's right in there in that video, you know, tasting the food. And it's, it's not just something that's separate because money and health that impacts everybody. But letting him, yeah, I'm letting him operate in that lane that he was meant to operate in because he was called for, you know, help serving families in that way. He loves it. And I was called to help families in this way. So it's wonderful that it works together. Awesome.
1: You all have been able to create this family enterprise. And then like we have been talking a bit about is utilize social media in a very unique way. So how do you create balance between bringing people into your life using social media and still maintaining kind of some safe privacy parameters for you? How do, how do you do that?
0: You know, it's interesting because there's some people who are like, I don't do social media because I don't want people in my business. And you know, that that's a huge thing. And because I have children, you know that is one thing that you want to protect them as well. But you know, some of it, and I'll I'll start by saying we don't post it all. You know, we don't put everything. You know, we don't air out all the dirty laundry. Maybe <laughs> the the slightly dingy, you know, might not <laughs> on social media, but not the dirty laundry. You know, you have to you have to use wisdom when you when you do that because, I mean, social media is a place to just be upfront and honest, it's a place where you get to project an image, you know, and, yeah. and, and you, control it, it. you control, you control what people see, you control what they hear. You can, And then a lot of times you control what they think about you. And so I understand that, but I try not to abuse that. Like, I don't want people to see me in a way where when they meet me, they're like, you are nothing like right. what I thought you were, you know, right. I'd much rather them say, oh my gosh, you are exactly the same right. person that I good thought point. you were, you know? So the, so the person that they see on social media, I want that to be the person that they meet when they come to a class, whether it's virtual or in person. I want people to be comfortable enough with me to know I'm not perfect. And I can admit that I'm not perfect, but the perfect things that I do, you know, they're going to be posted. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you know, that's going right. to go on. Like, right.
1: Because that's the help that they need. They, they, yeah. The help that they're seeking from you is in the perfect things or the things that you do exceptionally well. Right. Um, that's what's going to get them to Right. They're the place of peace and, right. and healthy living, you know, and things of that nature. So tell us a little bit about what you do in your business, what services you offer. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, ProFit
0: Family Wellness, we help families and kids eat well, move more, and be fit for life. And so, under the Eat Well, we offer uh, kids' cooking classes. I'm going to start probably at the beginning of 2021 doing some after-school classes and some different things that I'm pulling from what I used to offer with Tummy Time Foods in Savannah. And then also I'm going to be releasing some digital courses that will help families learn kind of step-by-step how to bring these habits into their lives. So I'm super excited. I'm being very prayerful about that because I want it to be quality. I want it to be good information. Um, but then I also want it to be a level of interaction. And we know that's a challenge with virtual. So I'm working to make sure that that is all, um, that it's all in there, that you get the smiley face from me. That's in the process. Wow.
1: Awesome.
0: Um, the move more. So this is the area where God has really pushed me and really challenged me. So I've been that person who has been the nutrition, the cooking. I will talk food all day. I will talk your body all day. And then I will refer you out to a personal trainer, to a gym. I will help you find that fitness, you know, that works for you. And I'm talking to God about this, you know, vision. And he's like, and then you will add (laughs) fitness into it. And I'm like, what does that even mean? he allowed me the opportunity to be a part of a training program called Revelation Wellness. And there's another um, instructor training program that I'm doing as well, simultaneously with Keola Fitness. It's a Christian alternative to yoga. And so with Keola, some of those positions are similar, are the same, but the names of them are names of our position in Christ. So because we have been redeemed, we've been saved, we've been set free, the position names are things like protected, um, righteous, purified, free. So that is what, that is where he wanted me to go with fitness. Yes, offer, the HIIT classes, yes, offer the dance fitness, yes, offer these other things, but do it in a way that directs people to him. So the certifications, the training, Kayola is kind of that restorative, the slower pace, the, you know, relaxation, that deep breathing meditation. That's for that piece. And then for kind of the, let's all get together and have fun and, you know, cardio, strength training, all of that stuff that that's coming from my revelation wellness training. So that will be, um, super exciting because I know that is a 100% God thing because I did not want to do it. I wanted to refer out and the Lord was like, people are going to trust me with their lives. So why not be able to show them how to pursue him through this area as well? What have you done
1: perhaps to pivot in this COVID-19 environment?
0: You know, one thing is really lean into the virtual platform. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you see something happening and you're like, I'm just going to push forward and, and keep going. And, you know, Other times it's like, no, let me look at what's happening and let me adjust. You have to adjust, you know, and, and I think this virtual platform, digital learning, all of these things, people are seeking it out now Mm -hmm. because it's available and it's safe and it's not judgy, you know, especially when you talk about about fitness, you talk about, Uh you know, someone who has a business that might dig up in your junk you know, like get real personal with you. You don't have to worry about sitting in a room with other people and their eyes on you. I can do it from the safety of my bedroom or wherever and still get, of course, not that touch. Of course, not that face-to-face, but this is kind of face-to-face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're touching in a different kind of a way. That's what the reality is. And if anyone understands something of the thing about business is you have to adapt to your climate and yes. that is how you continue to meet the needs of your your customers and and you know this competitive environment because it's constantly transforming and the reality is technology is a tremendous player yeah. in business it more is. than it ever has been yeah. uh and we have to make the the, the necessary adjustments um doesn't have to go full steam uh one a young man <clears throat> excuse me a young man who i do a lot of work with he told me something really important because i struggled with some of the social media not that i was social media you know adverse but being as visible on camera um and doing so much on twitter and instagram and linkedin and facebook and he said to me you need to work and give most attention to the thing that appeals and works for your business you don't have to be on everything
0: and that was like
1: oh, my aha moment adrian i i mean like sometimes the simplest of things get lost in the busyness of everything that's coming at you because there's so much offered to you, so Absolutely. you all have been using Facebook a lot, right? Yes, um, yes. by Facebook, and is there anything any other social media media that you all use? And how do people find you? Of course, that's really, really important. yes, yes.
0: Look, Facebook came out when I was in grad school, like. I would like, I was kind of on this swing of, you know, we were talking about how are we going to relate to our students and all the. That's when Facebook came out and that's what we knew. Facebook, I know it. It's easy. You can build, you know, communities. You can have private messages. Most people are familiar with how Facebook works. And it seems like it's one of the more consistent forms of social media, and like you just said, it works. You know, it. it m- not everyone is on Facebook, but not everyone is on Instagram or so. You know, so it's it's one of those where I'm not going to stress myself out trying to learn these other things when this thing that I'm doing actually works now if it wasn't working then that's when I need to stretch myself or find someone who can come in and and do do it for me but if this is working and I can just work this side of things then that's kind of where we're gonna live and yeah yeah
1: yeah so the Facebook um as I wrap up with you here yeah Facebook I know you all are very organic in the postings (laughs) Mm-hmm. And let me say, I know it's not for everyone, but I think in a world in which so many things are packaged
0: mm-hmm. and
1: polished mm-hmm. and presented, yeah. it's really nice. Wow. It's really, it's really nice. Let me share that with you. Um, wow. Did you all do that on purpose uh, or did you all have the discussion of, I, I imagine your husband, because I know him a little bit, I imagine he was like, I'm not going through all of this. Um, I love you. Remember uh, a, a script and right. all this setup. No, we're not going to do all that. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I had this schedule for him.
0: I'm like, oh, finance Fridays. Like you can go on and go live at lunchtime. We did it one time. And he, ha- when I went in his office, he had these notes on the marker board and he's like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to talk. And it just was, and then he never did it again. And he, he just, he's more spontaneous. I'm the planner. I want structure. I want to know when to prepare for what. Honestly, Jewel, it, the organic nature of it comes because sometimes it's so much that I get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, I stop. And in order to keep going, sometimes you just have to go and i so want things to be an event i want to have it ready i want to be that packaged you know whatever we have that in I mean, common you know that <laughs> yes like i want it to be glossy you know right. shiny but sometimes people don't want that they just want to see you're still in your pajamas oh me too <laughs> you just made some ugly pancakes that were delicious Oh, I could do that. You know, I mean, they just, they, they sometimes, and then sometimes they do want the, okay, I showered today. Let me talk about, you know, what's happening. And, you know, you talked about competition that I think was also one of those things that really was discouraging to me to try to look at other people and say, I wish I could just do what they're doing or do it the way that they did it. How did they get that to work? But you know what? Some of the people that I was following and some of those big businesses, what are you seeing now on Facebook? What are you seeing now in the news? They're going out of business. They're going bankrupt. They're, they're not, I mean, you're trying to set your standard to their standard and do what they're doing and they can't even maintain what they have going on. So at the end of the day, no, let me do. Yeah. um, Let me just do what I, let me do what I can do. And I'm going to challenge myself to learn more, to do better. But at the end of the day, there are people who are doing more than I'm doing and they're not as successful. There are people who are doing less than I'm doing and they are killing it. Let me do me. Let me focus on what, what I can do, what I know how to do, what I'm good at. Because if I spend my time on the things that I'm not good at or spend my time looking at other people no one will get the things that I'm good at.
1: Right. And you won't be walking in your gift that has been given to you and the purpose that God has designed for you to fulfill. Exactly. And that's a very important point for solopreneurs in particular to know Mm -hmm. because every penny that's shiny ain't shiny (laughs) for the right reasons. Okay. And this pandemic taught us there are people who are operating their businesses and couldn't make it past 30 days right so the paint on the building and the sign is real jazzy but the operation is raggedy yes for lack of a better word I could have used a whole bunch of nice business terms but I'm just gonna call it as it is yes and people need to understand now listeners I really want you to hear this when you build a business whatever you do to design it maintaining it is a whole different ball game absolutely so don't get lost in watching what other people are doing as adrian has shared because what's going to work for you is designed specifically for you even when people get scared about sharing ideas because they fear yeah. that someone might steal it yeah that has some validity to it but what's meant for you is for you it can't be shaken yeah. broken taken destroyed it just means that perhaps your attachment to it was not quite what it was meant to be. Mm. And let it be offered to somebody who could take take it to a different level. Yes. Hard lesson for me to learn, you know. Yes. Wow. That was a really hard lesson for me to learn because I always, I'm a great idea person. I come up with all these great ideas. Yes. I'll see somebody else running with the ball and I'm like, wow. Yeah. That was for me. (laughs) Right. me. And when I thought about it, I said, well, if it was for you, why didn't you do something with it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So oh, You can oh that seed for somebody else. So go ahead and let them nourish it and, and decide on what seeds are meant for you. And you yes. do the nourishing on that. So I'm so thankful yes. that you have found your way to this place <laughs> yes. because it is the perfect design for you, yes. your, your husband your children what a phenomenal experience for your kids to see adrian i just applaud you thank you so so much thank yeah, you so
0: much. I, you. I i just really want them to see you know I want them to have a good story because this is something that they can take and run with, or maybe, you know, but at at minimum, I want it to be something that's positive to impact their lives. You know, I don't, my grandfather was amazing. He was my best friend and I learned so much from him, but I don't want the party shop, you know, to, to be (laughs) my life story, you know? you know
1: <laughs> yes your journey is different right. absolutely so tell us where they can find you how they can follow you on facebook what's your company website just all the goodies tell them all the good stuff all right so website is
0: www.profit and it's spelled like profit so p-r-o-f-i-t FamilyWellness.com, ProfitFamilyWellness.com. I have a Facebook page, and there is a Facebook page for the business, just ProfitFamilyWellness. But I have a private community for the Profit. Fam. So, if you just type in Profit Fam, all one word, it'll pop up. So, join. I give, um, we do encouragement. I do um, challenges there, just all sorts of things that are kind of fun for that um, that community. I have a podcast called Veg Out, and it's veg with my last name. So, V E D G E out. Um, like Jules said, we use our last name as much as we can. <laughs> It's yeah. Veg Out, and it's Great. all about how we are embracing plant-based adventures. So if you really want to kind of hear more about how it works on a daily basis, some of the you know research behind it, all these things, I kind of go into that um, on the podcast. We have a YouTube channel that we're adding videos to, so if you go to it, um, there are some videos from, t- uh, from my tummy time days, where um, tummy time foods days. Same thing, food food videos, healthy cooking videos, but you'll hear tummy time foods. But we're adding more under the veg out name. So please yeah, stay tuned for that. And um, my email address, if anybody would like to reach out to me, is Adrian, A D R I E N N E, at profitfamilywellness.com. So, yeah.
1: Oh. This yes. has been such an incredible conversation, so fun. Uh, you know, just the journey to owning your business and teaching and doing something for people that's going to make a long lasting impact on their lives. Thank yeah, you so very, right. Adrian, for being with the Solopreneur Journey. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Listeners, you heard it here on the Solopreneur Journey the hlex adrian edge and her husband they have built this incredible enterprise make sure that you visit them on all their social media platforms visit us at the solopreneurjourney.net so that you can hear adrian in person we'll post a video on our youtube channel so make sure you follow us and keep listening thank you so very much take care until next time
0: it's been another great time spent with you Thanks for joining this episode of The Solopreneur Journey with expat entrepreneur Jewel Daniels, where we love being your ear candy. Let us hear from you by dropping a note at www.thesolopreneurjourney.net. Remember, you may be working on your single shingle enterprise, but you're not alone. See you next time when we push boundaries to build beyond just
1: business.